0: Welcome back, it's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Community Living Ontario has announced the recipients of the 2023 Inspiring Possibilities Awards. The awards were handed out at a gala dinner as part of Community Living's Inspiring Possibilities Conference. Chris Beasley is the CEO of Community Living Ontario, and Chris is right next to me in Studio 7 at AMI headquarters. Hey, good morning, Chris. Thank you for making the time. Good morning, Dave. Great to be here. So, Chris, let's start with the conference itself. What were your takeaways from this year's conference?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, it was so great to be together with everyone in one place at one time, you know, post-pandemic and not sort of some virtual, some in person. It was so just the feeling of, of being together and celebrating each other and the feeling of putting the community in community living uh, was, was really fantastic and then there's there's the, the takeaways from our you know we have our breakout sessions during our conference and so you're there's an educational learning component uh, but really for me it's just the 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 feeling of, of collaboration mm. and community that you get from from that event.
0: There's really something about in-person. I presented at a conference for Fighting Blindness Canada a couple weeks ago, and just being in the room, it's almost like it's it's almost like it's more casual, right? You're still relaying all the same information you would have had at a webinar, but it just feels more casual and personal.
1: And and you get you get a vibe from different places and different events, and this one is really unique, at least in Ontario, where we're, we're getting people with that lived experience, people who have intellectual disabilities, along with family members, board members, professionals, all coming together uh, just to, to be together to learn together to celebrate together it's awesome.
0: How do you strike the balance between the educational component, the advocacy component and then just the fun components?
1: Well, you know, you got to kind of go with the flow sometimes. I mean, there's a certain structure to the whole thing, right? But there's there's lots of opportunity to, you know, we build in that, that networking time, that social time, and the celebration time.
0: Yeah, speaking of the celebration, there was the gala dinner where the Inspiring Possibility Awards were handed out. Before you jump into some of the individual recipients, what's the general selection criteria that the committee is utilizing to pick the winners?
1: Well, we're really looking at uh inclusion as our as our overarching theme right so what is going on what are people thinking about what are they doing that moves people towards what we would call authentic inc- inclusion the, mm. the the things that just allow people to have a typical life. What are the supports that people are looking at, needing and accessing that just allow people to have a typical life in the community to not only be present and participate, but actually contribute to their communities. And so that's where, you know, that's sort of our overarching theme. And then we, you know, as the the awards talk about, it's inspiring possibilities Mm. in others.
0: Real and tangible, right? Real and tangible, practical things that build inclusion and build community. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, let's break a couple of these awards down piece by piece. Joseph Lambert received the Jason Ray Award. Why was he an excellent candidate to receive this award?
1: Oh, jo- so Joseph is, you know, awesome guy uh, with—, with- you know, an incredible lived experience. Actually, he'd be great on this show sometime, uh, because, you know, he, he had uh, lived years in an institution, so people used to be almost automatically institutionalized if they were identified as having an intellectual disability. And and rather than take that experience and, you know, and the trauma he experienced and, and hold that within him, he's decided to contribute to, to his community by helping train uh, others who are support workers in, uh, how they can best support people who have an intellectual disability. So he's taken the negative and he's acting mm-hmm. as a mentor and a teacher to, to help people who, who provide those supports to do the best they can and have an understanding and an empathy to, for, the, for the people that they're working with.
0: Speaking of institutions, Barry Cohen received an award for their documentary, Unloved, Heroneous Forgotten Children. Barry actually came on the show to talk a little bit about the making of the documentary and the response they received from putting it out there. And, and, and I, I watched it. It was a powerful, powerful documentary. Barry ended up receiving the Inclusive Media Award. I think there's probably some self-evidence to this, uh, to this answer, but how was her work received? and why did she end up receiving the award? Well, I think the work was received as, as you said, it was, as the
1: powerful documentary that it was. And it was received with um, uh, humility, with tears, with uh, concern, with empathy, with... But, but I think again, inspiring possibilities, let's, let's understand our past so that we can chart our way forward. And mm-hmm. I think really that's one of the central messages that, that Barry's film p- portrays. And so we just wanted to recognize the, the, the importance of that work, of her commitment and her passion that's evident in the, in the final product. And and that it's it's going to be a, a, a resource and a tool again for us to understand our past, so that we don't repeat it, yeah. and we can learn from it and move forward
0: together. It it documented the viewpoints of survivors so powerfully, and and it provided a real document of the problematic history that that isn't even the distant past, right? It wasn't the distant history. This was exactly. contemporary history that Barry documented, but I think especially because it came through the viewpoints and voices of survivors. You
1: hear the voices of people. You can't get better than that.
0: Right? Yeah, you really yeah. can't. And that, again, goes back to this idea of giving people a platform and building, and that's what this is all about. Yeah. So going a little bit further here, Everyday Friends were the recipient of the change. Changemaker Award. What was their role in the community that ended up get garnering the, this honor?
1: Well, I, I think for for Everyday Friends, it was really about recognizing the value of friendship, the value of coming together, uh, and, and even over the pandemic, how they were able to pivot to that online piece to say, and it wasn't to say that you know, people with intellectual disabilities should only have friends who also have intellectual disabilities. Mm. That's not the point. The point was to provide uh, a social opportunity, to provide some camaraderie, so that you can, you know, go out and live your best life, but it's also nice once in a while to to come together with people who have similar experiences. It's like, I, I have a friend who is diabetic and she never really knew, for her whole life, she's been diabetic and she never really knew people, other people with diabetes or had that conversation. And when she was able to connect, facilitated through a group to connect on that basis, it was amazing. It didn't mean that she wanted to live her whole life with other people who have mm-hmm. diabetes, mm-hmm. but just to have an opportunity for a regular connection, to commiserate, to share the lived experience and maybe some pro tips with each other, right? That's, that's a great opportunity. So Everyday Friends provides that kind of opportunity to be together.
0: One more person to shout out here, and that's Lisa McNee Baker, who was awarded with the Innovation and Accessibility Award. What did Lisa do to earn this honour?
1: So Lisa, as the executive director uh, at one of our local community livings in uh, Ajax-Pickering-Whitby, saw that it's important for the people she supported to be able to age in place. In other words, not to be put into another institution where they might have come from in the first place, but to go to another, like a long-term care facility, that the people that they commit to supporting is a lifelong commitment. Mm. And so part of that commitment is to help uh, put the supports and infrastructure in place to allow people to age with dignity where they're comfortable in the place that they live.
0: Chris, the work that you do at CLO goes well beyond a conference or one awards gala. It's a 24-7, 365 endeavour. What are the points of contact for folks to learn more, follow along, maybe even get involved with Community Living Ontario?
1: Sure. Well, we we have uh, 117 local associations for community living across the province, and we're part of a national federation called Inclusion Canada. So we're known by either Community Living or Inclusion province or territory, Um, you can can Google us, you can go to communitylivingontario.ca, you can Google uh, uh, Inspiring Possibilities Awards, we're on all the social platforms, so we're out there, we want to connect, we want to bring people together, and so absolutely, we'd love to hear from people.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Folks, if you can, go out there, get involved, offer your support, whether it be in Ontario or across the country as well. Chris, before I say goodbye to you, you were sitting here in Studio 7 right next to me as I was engaging in the Daily Poll with Elizabeth and Laura, you are also Toronto-based, Southern Ontario based. Uh-huh. At Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. Do you find local recycling policies and all the different local recycling policies to be confusing?
1: Absolutely confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a hodgepodge. And then when you see the amount of, of recycling that actually gets properly processed. You know, I think the, the it's an education component, but it's also a just it's it's kind of demotivating when you think about you you do you follow all the rules and then you hear about some of the stats that say, well, only nine percent is actually
0: being properly recycled, and you go, oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah, it really creates some uh, deep cynicism. That's okay yeah. though, because when there's cynicism, there's an opportunity to build optimism. So hopefully Absolutely. we get a chance to do that. Yeah. And, hey, Chris, great to have you join us in studio today. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. That's Chris Beasley. The CEO of Community Living Ontario. Coming up after the break, this topic relates to the Daily Poll. What can you do at a personal level to help combat climate change? And Kamozi recommends some lifestyle tips for making greener choices. Here you go. A little bit of optimism coming up after the break. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-TV.